to you is from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter, if you like. Hebrews chapter 11, let me read in verses 1, 2, and 3. Faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. May the Lord add his blessing to that portion of his own truth. You might have guessed from that passage that we're talking about faith. Now, in one of those courses, we, we talked about our faithful God, and he is a faithful God. But I want to talk about our faith. Now, you see, you've probably heard many messages on faith, and you think to yourself, oh, we're going to listen to another one? And in fact, to be honest with you, and this is quite serious, I was halfway through another um, message I was preparing for today, and I wasn't comfortable with it. And the Lord channeled my mind in all sorts of ways, in my devotions, in messages I heard from the pulpit, talk about faith. You see, of late I've gone through a rather dark period in my life. I come out the other side. And now, Ross, I'm fine. But seriously, you know, that was because of constant prayer, the help of my family, and my faith. So please bear with me as I talk about faith. Not my faith, our faith. Right, where do we start? Everybody believes in something. Everyday life is not possible without the exercise of belief, trust, and dependence. You see, even the act of driving is an act of faith. We have faith in the signs that they correct. We have faith in the other drivers. We have faith that when the light is green, we can go through with safety. And all of the other drivers will be stopping. I was going to tell you a little story about that, but I won't. That's for another time. But seriously... <laughs> Don't keep us hanging. Seriously, that is faith, isn't it? We have, uh, you know, and you've heard this um, comparison many times, the faith of a young child jumping off a wall, a bed, to their parents' hands. Now that is an amazing act of faith, because they leap into the air, and they've got total faith in the fact that their parents will catch them. I did that with my sons for many years. But when they got 17, you know, they were a bit heavy to catch. But, but seriously, that is an act of faith, a wonderful act of faith. We have an act of faith when we get on an airplane. We have got faith in the pilot. They know what they're doing. We've got faith in the engineers that they checked everything and made sure that plane was fine. And we're not quite sure until we actually lift it off. We're going down the runway and our white knuckles are there and then suddenly off we go and up into the sky. I was like, yeah, why was I worried? Everything's all right. 
But that's an act of faith. You see, even the atheist has a faith of sorts. Uh, in America, they interview quite a number of atheists, and they, the one thing they, I noticed they said, that although they didn't believe in any form of religion, and they didn't have time for religion, and that they seldom, if ever, prayed. And I was very interested in that word, seldom. <laughs> seldom have ever prayed. And they didn't see the co contradiction that um, they, had, they were in awe of the world. And they thought about life and what life, uh, you know, where it's going. What life matters. What's the purpose of life. And so, yes, everyone has some form of faith. And text now... We're talking about a faith that was exercised at a spiritual level, a much, much higher level. You see, the word faith is mentioned 251 times in the Bible. I might have missed one or two, but 251 times in the Bible. And that emphasizes the fact that it is, there's something important about it. When words are mentioned so many times in the Bible, they are important. So what is faith then? Faith is that God-given faculty which, when exercised, brings the unseen into plain view and by which the impossible things seem to be made possible. The word faith comes from the Greek word pistis, which means faithfulness, trust, knowledge, and I like this last one, certainty. Our faith gives us certainty. We are certain, we talked about, you know, meeting our Lord on the other side. Now, is that a, a hope? No, it's a certainty. One day, we are going to meet him. And that's amazing. That is, to have an amazing faith. And faith isn't better um, defined than in that first uh, chapter, uh, first verse of chapter 11. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is the confident assurance that we hope, what we hope for is going to happen. It is, of course, an integral part of our belief system. We don't talk about our religion a pastor said many times, we talk about our faith. And that's what's so central to our lives, so central to our Christian lives, our faith. You see, faith is believing something you have been told or read, particularly in the Bible, and that it's true. The conviction that it is true is very much based on where it came from and the trustfulness there was such a word as trustfulness? Yes. The trust you have in the person that may have told you. You see, think back. When did you first hear the story of creation? When did you first hear about Jesus on the cross, his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension? And why? Why? were you so convinced that what you heard was so truthful that you gave your lives to the Lord? 
There must have been a time when you thought, a light bulb moment. Yes, of course. That's, that's what has been missing in my life. That's an opportunity for my sins to be forgiven. How do we know? Because we have faith. Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. No, that wasn't a suggestion. And it's not very often that people, Jesus gives commands, but that was a command. Have faith in God. And that's ten, central to our belief. This reveals to us the faith, that faith is not something that is optional in our lives, but it really is so, so important. We have become children of God by faith through the perfect sacrifice of Christ. That is central to our belief. We have faith in the fact that our Lord died at Calvary for our sins, for every one of our sins, and not just for those sins that we did in the past, for the present sins. Yes, we, as pastor said time and again, we, we let him down. But there, he's always there to forgive us. Through faith, following our repentance, we've understood that those sins have been forgotten. It is by faith that we have been saved, and it is by faith that we live our lives as followers of him. In fact, the Bible clearly says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Someone once said, faith consists of being of bringing what is already been accomplished by God in the spiritual world and making it a reality in our own world. And that's really, that's, I'll read it again, because I, I thought when I read it, that was excellent. Faith consists of bringing what has already been accomplished by God in the spiritual world and making it a reality in our world. Are we making that difference in our world? in the world around us. You see, those who may be listening, may be present, who do not yet know the Lord as their Savior, may be wondering, what's all this he's on about, about faith? And why is he chuntering on about faith? Because it's so central to our belief system. It's something that everyone can have. Because God said, uh, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever, anyone in the world, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's what we're talking about. This is what our, we're talking about in terms of our faith, is that we believe that we will have everlasting life. And it's available to everyone. It's available as a free gift to everyone. But sadly, there are those that will still turn their back. There are so many lost in the world. This is such a dark and dismal world. It's full of hate and anger. There is a desperate, desperate need for more souls to be won into his kingdom. You see, we've got many examples of faith right through the, right through the Bible. And the Old Testament uh, examples of faith are, if you like, catalogued in the chapter I just read, or part of, in chapter 11 of Hebrews. 
But then into the New Testament, we have some amazing examples of faith. You see, there was a ragtag group of men who'd been following Jesus, and they were scattered around them. Other followers who hadn't necessarily pledged their allegiance. But suddenly, the Peter that denied Jesus a few days before, suddenly was changed. Each one of them was changed. Why? By the coming of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's so important. Each one of us has received that Holy Spirit. That's what drives us. That's what ensures our faith remains strong. And it changed them. And not only changed them, it made them brave. This cowering Peter, who had said, oh, I don't know him. I never heard of him. Now is standing on the steps of the temple, saying, this is the Jesus who you crucified. And thousands, thousands were saved. All right? The, the authorities tended to um, imprison him, but he came out. He was like a rubber ball. Went in, came out. He went in, the angel came, released him, went out. And he was a changed man. And that's an example of all of them. All of them became strong. Stephen, for example, was willing to preach the gospel despite the fact that he knew that he was speaking to a very anti-group of people. And yes, he paid the price. But they were all willing to pay the price. And in many, many cases, they did pay the price. Peter, we know, was, was crucified. And what about Paul? What about Paul's faith? What about Paul's suffering? Where do we start? He says in Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians, in stripes above measure, in prison more frequent, in death, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. An amazing testimony. An amazing testimony. And yet he wrote these words to Timothy. And that was when he was chained to a wall in Rome. Where he'd probably been beaten, starved. And yet he wrote these words to Timothy. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. And that's what kept him going. And that's what keeps us going. What a legacy Paul has left. The messenger may have died, but the message lives on. But on the other hand, there are those that may be tempted to embrace the common philosophy that seeing is believing. And the prime example of that, of course, is uh, Thomas. Unless I see the nail marks in his hand and the hole in his side, I won't believe. But when Jesus appeared to him, Jesus said, Blessed are those that do not see and yet believe. When Jesus walked on the water, his disciples 
well, didn't believe when people were walking on the water, and who could blame them? But seeing, they had to believe. And the impetuous Peter once again, it was Peter again. By faith, put his foot on the water and his eyes on Jesus. As we know, Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down onto the ship, out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Again, no human was present at the creation of the world. No one saw it happen. And in fact, for many, many centuries, science has debated the whole essence of creation. The evolutionist has their, their theme, the Big Bang Theory, that we come from slurry. But the Christian has their own view, by faith, we believe that Jesus, that our Lord brought the world into being by his words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the firmament and everything that is in it. And we have that firm belief. We don't think it's some sort of fairy story. We firmly believe that God created the world. And there are many times when I wonder why people dispute that. You know, in the spring when uh, there's a renewal of life in our flowers, in our trees, in our plants. How can you believe that's an accident? That came from a big bang. You know, when flowers suddenly appear again out of the earth. When the rain comes and the sun comes. As Hebrews Oh, I read, just read in Hebrews 11.3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The believer's life is all about believing, often the unseen. And of course, prayer is an act of faith, isn't it? been reminded on many occasions that when we pray, we are pre praying to the creator of the universe, the great I am, the Lord of lords, the king of kings. And yet, how do we refer to him? My father. My father, which art in heaven. My father. That is amazing. That is amazing that we can have that personal relationship with a God, with the God. And you see, when we, in this church, we probably hear about 12, 15 public pr prayers during the course of a week. Well, that's not idle babbling. The people who pray, the people who are listening, the people who attend prayer meeting, and so on. I have a fervent belief that those prayers are ascending to a, a loving God who hears those prayers and answers those prayers. And what a joy it is on a Wednesday when we hear people saying time and time again, so-and-so is far better when we have been praying for them for perhaps a long time. And I'm sure everyone in this room 
can say at some time or other they had their prayers answered. I certainly can. In fact, he's been really busy with me. No, seriously. It is amazing. That is a wonderful factor of life, of our Christian life, that we have that faith that when we pray, our God above is listening to us, is attentive to us. Charles Spurgeon, I love Charles Spurgeon. (laughs) Some of the things he says are amazing. He says about prayer, praying will make you leave off sinning, or sinning will leave you make off praying. Praying will make you leave off sinning, or sinning will make you leave off praying. And it's right. Prayer is so central to our Christian life. As Paul said in the, to Thessalonians, pray without ceasing, in everything gives thanks, for this is the will of God, of Jesus Christ concerning you. Pray without ceasing. You see, God really got annoyed with the Israelites when they started following the the worship of the Ammonites and the Moabites and the Midianites who worshipped all sorts of different idols. Dagon, Baal, Astaroth. And it's the same in, in Egypt, wasn't it? Osiris, Isis. And the same with many religions, even today. I was in um, Hong Kong some years ago and it was amazing the number of shrines that you saw with the Buddha there, and the number of people kneeling there. Those Buddhas are mass-produced, eh? You know, they run them off. The, the one they didn't run off was the giant Buddha, which we went to visit, where you got one, um, just out of curiosity. And that was amazing. The biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Huge. Huge mass, or bigger than that. And there were people, and you, you had to walk up all these steps. Oh, I was killing. But I was younger in those days. Um, but you had to walk all these steps, and there were people all around praying to this gigantic piece of stone, I presume. Someone had chipped that all out. And there they were praying to it. Oh, how grateful we are that we worship a living God. A living God. Sometimes we are discouraged when our prayers are seemingly not answered. But the one thing that's vital is patience. As Isaiah said, Blessed are they that wait for him. Blessed are they that wait for him. It takes a long time for many people to learn the delays and not denials. We will certainly not, he will certainly not allow one to be one trial too many to beset us. And that's true. Yes, we all go through difficult times. There are many times when I'm sure a lot of us said, why Lord? Or why them? Why me? But when you know, we come out to the end of that tunnel, you realize that yes, there was a purpose in it. Yes, there was an opportunity to witness to my family. You know, when they said, why, you know, why don't you see so-and-so, so-and-so? No, I'm, I'm laying it before the, the throne of grace. Oh, Lord. 
You see, someone once said, no prayer is lost. Praying breath was never spent in vain. There is no such thing as prayer unanswered or unnoticed by God. And some things that we count refusals or denials are simply delays. I like that. We shouldn't grieve him by doubting his love. Our faith should be strong enough to realize that, yes, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes there are reasons for delays. Because Jesus himself said, Therefore I say unto you, what things whatsoever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Always remember, God is there to meet you in all your trials. In my devotions uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw this, this poem, which I'm going to read to you, which I thought was, was quite good. You might not agree with me, but I thought it was good. O thou of little faith, God hath not failed thee yet. When he looks dark and gloomy, when all looks dark and gloomy, thou dost not, thou dost so soon forget. Forget that he has led thee and gently clear thy way. On clouds has poured his sunshine and turned thy night to day. And if he's helped thee hitherto, he will not fail thee now. How is it, how it must be wound, how it must be wound his loving heart to see my anxious brow. Or doubt not any longer, to him commit thy way, whom in the past thou trusted and is just the same today. And I think that's lovely. He is just the same today. He has never let us down. I've often been accused of using this, by, well, by pastor, of using this um, chorus wherever I, I can. But uh, I'm going to use it again. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And that is amazing. That, and I love, I love that uh, little chorus, that little hymn. We sing it often, um, and particularly with children, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you, amaze you what the Lord has done. And he's done so much in each and every one of our lives. But we take so much for granted. We really do. Often, it's faith that compels us not only to pray, but to read God's word, to meet one with another. But then there may be obstacles that impact upon our faith. There are many distractions in our lives, our priorities. We could have a whole message on priorities. There are things in life where we say, oh, that's so important, that's so important. And very often we will forget, we use excuses. Uh, well, I'll, I'll double up on my devotion tomorrow. Or I, I, I'm in such a rush, I'll pray on the work, way to work in driving along. Thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. Get out of the way, you clown. And all, 
that's jo joking, but seriously, you know, there are times when I'm sure some people pray, are they eating a piece of toast? Because they're in such a rush to get out. And I know, you know, I'm talking as a, a retired person. I know time is of a, a premium for so many people. But it is a precious time, even if it's a short period of time. Gentlemen came up to me this morning um, after I was speaking in, in Hope. And he said, oh, I've got to tell you this. I send these, um, these little devotions off to everybody in the church every single morning. He said, I don't know if anyone looks at them, and some have said they, they like it, but he said, they touch my heart, and therefore I'd like to share them. And it's so important, isn't it, that we are in his word. And that can set us up so well for the day. Sometimes if we start badly, we, we carry on badly. And there are other priorities. Social media, for example. How many likes have I had on that, that um, recent post I put up? I, I wonder how many likes I've had. Oh, oh sorry, I, I meant to have done my devotions first. It is important. It is important. There are family issues. There are career issues. There are all sorts of things that can be obstacles to our faith. Sometimes our best laid plans go awry. At times, there's a shortfall attributed to a poor start and a poor finish. By a poor start, we mean in the morning. We talked about this a few minutes ago. In the morning, doing our devotions. Do we look at the newspaper first or the, the news on the television first to see what's going to happen in the day? Or do we look into God's Word to find out what He's got for us to do in the day? And Pastor said before, you know, it's so important to open the Bible before we open our uh, mobile phones. And then so many of you have said to him, well, my Bible's on my mobile phone. <laughs> but seriously, uh, and all my devotions are on my mobile phone, but there we are. But seriously, it is important that we have that priority, that we do start the day properly. We should begin our day prayerfully, asking God to help us shape our day by paying more attention to how we begin and end, and most importantly, how to keep our faith strong throughout the day. If we remain faithful to him, we will, he will certainly remain faithful to us. And finally, I want to look at faith in action. You see, in other words, our faith is manifest through how we live. What our lifestyle is. Do we, I was going to say the word, exude Christianity. But do we show others by our very presence? You know, there are people I've met in the past who, um, when they walked into a room, it was almost like putting the light out. But with a Christian, it should be that people feel, oh, there's, there's a person that is special. There's something special about them. There's something different about them. Faith is not just about words. We can have loads of words. We have loads of words while we are here meeting together. 
lots and lots of words, but do we have many actions? Because James, and we've quoted this many, many times, what doth it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Shall faith save him? It is the fact that we are demonstrating our faith. By works, it doesn't mean to say doing good things. It means demonstrating, showing to others that we have a faith, that it means something to us, that our eyes are fixed upon Jesus, the things that he does and the things that he did, such as it was by faith that he cured a centurion servant. It was by faith that he called Lazarus out from the tomb. It was by faith he cured the blind man. And think of the blind man, it was also by faith that he cured himself. Because as he not gone into the pool of Siloam and washed the mud from his eyes, he might never have seen that it was his faith in Jesus Christ and what he had said to him. It was by faith he cured the centurion servant. Sorry, it was by faith he cast out the demons. It was by faith he stood up to the taunting of the scribes and the Pharisees, and that was often. It was by faith he went to the cross, knowing he would conquer sin, death, and the grave. It's important that our faith is clear to all. Psalm, uh, in Philippians chapter 2, we read these words, that he may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. I love that expression, crooked and perverse nation. He was talking about over 2,000 years ago. And that's a good, a good definition of our world today, isn't it? Crooked and perverse. And it's so sad. It's so sad when we see so many people turning their back on the Lord. It's so sad when people, we know that there are people who know the Lord and still turn their back. They drift away. Oh, how important it is for us to win more souls. More souls in this world, in this dismal world. Because we are, he says there, that among whom he shine as lights in the world. Let us pray that our faith gives us the strength to hand out those tracts, to talk to our family, to witness to our families, our neighbors, our friends. And sometimes families, it is more difficult than anyone else. But that we got the strength to be the people he would have us be. And that's a, it's a long, serious call to be the people he would have us be. Are we the people he would have us be? And finally, I like this, to be a blessing to all we meet. A blessing to all we meet. Are we a blessing? And that's so important in our families, in our community. Are we a blessing? Because we've got so much joy or so much reason to have joy in our lives. 
so much reason to have joy in our lives. And yet sometimes, what's the expression? Well, the miserable sin. We're not that happy. I know that's, you know, that, that's where I've gone through, and I'm sure everyone has. But it's so important that our faith remains strong against all the trials that we might endure. Paul said in Galatians, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Heavenly Father, once again, we we thank you for your word, Lord. The wonders of your word. The significance of your word. The meaning of your word. Oh, let it rest in our hearts. Let the words of the hymns that we've sung, words of the messages today, remain with us as we go into this coming week, Lord. Keep us strong. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, we'll conclude our service then with the singing of the next hymn, In the Misty Days of Yore.
just remember that last phrase. Jesus' blood avails forever and will never lose its power. Amen. Perhaps Andrew Davison close in prayer. Father, we praise you.